Free agency has quickly come and gone for the Orlando Magic, as, as it did for everybody. Free agency just doesn't take very long. The Orlando Magic made some moves. They set their roster. And so we ask, what comes next? We'll introduce you to the newest members of the Orlando Magic, a retur uh, returning face, as well as everything else that happened in the first couple days of free agency. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 2nd, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Because follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic are preparing to welcome a new member to the team. What Joe, the signing of Joe Ingles means for the Orlando Magic. Plus, the Orlando Magic opt to stand pad at center. They're going to keep Mo Wagner. We'll talk about that and set the set the table for what's to come this season for the Orlando Magic. Click to all that coming up here. In just a moment, but first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. With promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. The Atlanta Magic entered uh, free agency with about $23 million of cap room. And so we knew the Magic were going to spend some money. Now, that was, that was never a debate. The question is, what would they spend it on? They made their moves in the draft, they made some other roster moves. We thought that they'd spend a lot of money on the front court, and, and they largely did. But the Orlando Magic also had a logjam. They got a lot of players that they want to see play, and, and we'll get into what the overall goals for the season are going to be. But the Orlando Magic took some important steps. The Orlando Magic did something really important and really big, and while, yes, the number is big, two years, $22 million, that second-year team option makes everything okay. The Orlando Magic will be bringing in one of the best veteran forwards in the league. One of the best catch and shoot three-point shooters. One of the best uh uh spot not spot up one of the best um pull up three-point shooters in the league. Someone that is frankly going to give this magic team exactly what they need on several fronts. There are a lot of boxes the magic needed to check this offseason. The Orlando Magic appeared to check off a few of them. Joe Ingles is a great signing. He wasn't necessarily on our list because I just didn't think a player of his caliber experience would be interested in joining a rebuilding team, but the magic is certainly compensating him well uh, for taking a step back to be the team leader uh, for this or be the locker room leader for this Orlando magic team. Joe Ingles is one of the most well-respected uh, and, and well thought of players uh, in the entire league. I, I think um, he is someone that everyone just says is just a good guy. Um, and, and is someone that, Everyone loves to be around. He's not going to take away too many shots from anybody. He's not going to be a, a factor on that end. But Joe Ingles is going to contribute something very valuable to this Magic team. 
Last year for the Milwaukee Bucks, he averaged 6.9 points per game, 3.3 assists per game off the bench in 22.2 minutes per game, appeared in 46 games. And what was his first season after tearing his ACL? His last full season um, with the Utah Jazz was pretty solid. It was two years ago. Um, uh, in 2021, averaged 12.1 points per game, 4.7 assists per game, 48.9, 45.1, 84.4 shooting splits. This is still one of the absolute best shooters in the league uh, and ha- and is a great passer to be. His numbers last year uh, on these are particularly good for the Orlando Magic. He's an excellent three-point shooter. He made 40.9% of his threes last year, including 46.9% of his pull-up attempts and 39% of his catch-and-shoot attempts. He shot 64% at the rim at the rim last year. Was in the and, and was in the 95th percentile in drive assist rate at 17.6%, according to our friends at Basketball Index. He averaged 11.8 assist points per 75 possessions, as well as 21.4 potential assists per one of possessions. When we talk about players that the Magic like, they like players who can move the ball. They like players who are smart basketball players that have high basketball IQs. That is Joe Winkles. And every move the Magic have made or every addition the Magic have made to this roster, and we talked about this during the draft, has certainly played to the Magic's type. Now, Joe Ingles isn't preternaturally long or super athletic, but he's smart. Really, really smart. And obviously the shooting is such a big thing. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the shooting later on in the week because um, I do have some thoughts on now the Magic have a couple of shooters and, and, and how they can get the most out of these guys. But... We all know the Magic needed to get shooters. Well, the Magic got one of the best pull-up three-point shooters in the league. Um, They got someone who is going to make threes and is going to space the floor and have some gravity and respect. They got someone who is also a better passer than I think everyone around the league probably gives him credit for. Yes, everyone knows him as a shooter, but Joe Ingles is one of the best passers and one of the smartest decision makers in the league as well. And so the Magic did a really good job adding a veteran forward who's going to help them be better. Whenever he's on the floor, he may not play every game. He may not play a ton of minutes, but whenever he's on the floor, the magic are going to be better for having him on the floor. It can be better for having him there. When word came around midday Friday that the magic were, were going to potentially be going after Joe Ingles. I immediately fell in love with the idea. Like to me, the magic needed to get a little bit older. They needed some veterans in that locker room, and they needed shooting. Joe Ingles satisfies both of those. He's 35 years old already, by far the oldest player on the team. Um, he satisfies that, but he's still got a lot left in the tank. And, and you know, I know I've said this with Jonathan Isaac and with Marco Fultz, uh, since the Magic have a club of guys with torn ACL with torn AC, that have recovered from torn ACLs. Usually, players take a full year of playing before they get back to full strength. I don't think at Joe Ingles' age, he's going to get all the way back to where he was in 2021. But I think we could definitely see Ingles take a bigger bump and be a more effective player. And granted, he's also not going to be in that Milwaukee offense, which revolves a lot around Giannis Antetokounmpo. That could be both. That could cut both ways. So, so don't don't get me wrong. He he definitely benefited from Giannis and, and took advantage of that. But I, I really love this move for Orlando. I, I the, the contract's fine. The Magic were playing with funny money this this offseason. They weren't going to add a whole lot of players. They didn't have roster space to add a whole bunch of players. They they were willing to overpay. They got an easy out if things don't work out. 
And if things don't work out as well, the Magic have plenty of forwards they can use too, whether it's Jonathan Isaac, whether it's Franz Wagner, whether it's Chad Howard, whether it's Anthony Black. They don't need Joe Ingles to work. But this is a guy that thinks is going to help this team out a lot. He is a trash talker, which everyone loves. He is a good guy, a good locker room guy. Everybody, everyone, everything that I've heard of uh, from Salt Lake loves Joe Ingles. Um, just absolutely loves the guy. Uh, there's, there's that, that fans love him. This is this this is a really good move. This is a really solid move, and and you could balk at the at the number for sure. You can ask, well, how's Anthony Black, Howard Jet, Howard going to play? Well, th- their minutes were never guaranteed anyway. Um, it it, it didn't it, it didn't matter. The, mag- the Magic were always going to clog up their their books. They got you know we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the Magic are deep now. They got players that should be playing uh, all up and down this roster. And so what Joe Ingles represents then is a more seriousness toward winning and adding shooting, 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 shooting between Joe Ingles, Gary Harris and Jet Howard. The magic, the magic have retained all their shooting from last year. They still got Cole Anthony, Jonathan Isaac's healthy, and he's a better shooter than people give him credit for. Paolo Bancaro can't be much worse shooting the ball from outside. Jalen Suggs had a really strong finish this season. This Magic team's going to look a little different. But it's going to be very much the same. And it's going to be the same because of the other big free agent move that happened on Saturday, today as I'm recording this, um, that signals that the Magic still value continuity. And Joel Ingles is going to fit right into that because he doesn't need the ball very much. He's going to space the floor. He's going to make smart passes. Things that the Magic really, really value. And so Orlando got better. They got deeper. They got better for sure with this move as well as perhaps the move they made to solidify their center spot. We're going to talk about the decision Magic made with Mo Wagner coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, daily fantasy sports games can be really confusing. I used to play daily fantasy sports uh, with my dad. We'd all, we both tried to enter the same pool. We just frankly compare our scores. But anytime we were playing, we just noticed that it's the same people winning all the time. We were just happy to get our money back if we even got that. It was just a super complicated system. And frankly, it wasn't very much fun because you're just throwing darts in the wind. It's not skilled. It's not really skill-based. It's just luck. Well, Price Picks is daily fantasy done right because it's not based on luck. It is based on your ability to predict what's going to happen. All you have to do is pick two to six players and and predict whether they're going to score more or less in their prize picks projections. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, so you don't have to worry about the sharks swimming around you. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offer projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in 30 states, including here in Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100.
So the Magic spent about 11 million of that cap room, and then we were somewhat skeptical about how they were using it because, you know, it, it could have been used in a number number of different ways. Spent about 11 million dollars of that cap room, and, and they only had now one roster spot left. Theoretically, one roster spot left because Bull Bull, uh, his contract, the the guarantee deadline was pushed back. Um, probably to when the moratorium ex- expires. So we will probably see a, a release on Bowl Bowl here shortly uh, in the next couple of days or so. Um, you know, maybe the Magic do try and trade him or do try and trade him. Okay, okay. Maybe they do have a trade in the workings. We're, again, I'm not in the business of predicting trades, but again, we are very much in a trade watch. Uh, I think it's trade watch. Yeah, trade watch. The conditions for a trade still exist for this Magic team. The Orlando Magic, though, did spend to finish up their offseason. We we are done. You know, we're we're sitting here, you know, 2 days after free agency officially began. The Magic's roster is full. They got two two-way spots they got to fill, but we're done. Because the Orlando Magic are reportedly set to re-sign Mo Wagner to a 2-year uh six uh, I believe it's 16 million dollar contract. He's going to get 8 million dollars a year. Nice little pay bump for Mo Wagner. No word yet on what the second year is going to be, but I would very much guess that that second year is only partially guaranteed, if not a straight-up team option like they have on Joe Ingles' contract. Um, again, Jeff Waltman's very good at keeping his flexibility. I think he's been very upfront, saying financial flexibility is a big plus for this Magic team. Um, they have some big salaries to move for trades, so it's all strategic and it's all fun because, again, it's funny money this year. Orlando's not really spending money on on significant players. Um they can overspend a little bit as long as they can get out and they can get out of these contracts. So they're not giving up bad contracts. I know people are very critical of Weltman's free agency uh, picks. And I think that's fair because I think the Magic have missed some opportunities. But uh, even the Al the Aminu trade uh, deal was bad and they were able to get out of it only by resetting their whole roster and dumping that salary on someone. Jeff Weltman, I will give him this credit, has done very good ensuring the Magic are not cash-strapped, uh, at least during this, this rebuild that he's done. Maybe in 2019, 2020, he made some mistakes, but he got out of those, uh, and the Magic are in a pretty good spot, as it is. But the Orlando Magic deciding to bring back Mo Wagner, um, it's it's not that I necessarily disagree with the move. Um, you know, Dwight Powell, who I was pretty heavily in favor of bringing in, got a three-year, $12 million deal. So essentially got paid, he's getting paid annually half of what Mo Wagner is getting paid, and I think putting in some new blood is is a good thing, but at the same time, Orlando knows exactly what it's getting in Mo Wagner. Orlando knows they're getting a guy who's going to work hard. He's going to be a little bit of a threat from the outside. He's going to be smart on the block. He he is. I don't think he's a ter- bad defender, but he's not a rim protector. Um, so if they could cover for him defensively, especially if Jonathan Isaac's on the floor, that might be better. That might be more ideal. Um, but they know exactly what they're getting in Mo Wagner, and they're clearly comfortable with it. Um, my issue is I am so very concerned about the backup center position. I know that's been my big thing throughout this whole offseason. I am very concerned about Wendell Carter missing 20 games this season. You know, he's played played no more than 62 games his entire career. I expect him to miss 15 to 20 games every season. And so I have I still have a concern about going into the season with Gogo Batadze and Mo Wagner as your two centers. Um, because one of them is going to have to start 15 games. And Mo Wagner with his poor defense at the rim, I'm a little concerned about starting, especially next to Paolo Bancaro. But Todd's had a really nice finish the last season. If the Magic really, really believe in him, then it might be okay. But the question I have here with Mo Wagner is, by the end of last season, 
but Tadze was beating him on the depth chart. So you're about to pay, you know, $8 million this upcoming season. Again, we don't know what the guarantees are on the second season. I, I suspect that it's either fully non-guaranteed or team option. So I, I suspect that the Magic will be able to get out of this deal pretty quickly. Um, you're about to tell me that you're going to spend $8 million on a guy who's probably best as a third center on a team. Um, that that part doesn't sit right with me. But again, the Magic are playing with funny money. It, it's it Money isn't that important. Um, the salaries these players are making, you know, again, I hate to say this about people's jobs. Um, they, you, you earn every dollar that you make. Um, and, and I'm going to be very pro labor on that. All these guys earn their checks. I'm not, I'm not upset about that, but I, I do think it is a, a strange use of resources and a strange, strange decision the magic are making here. I, I really thought backup center was a place where they needed to expend some money, go after a Paul Reed, go after Dwight Powell, go after someone that can protect the rim a little bit better, a little bit more consistently. Uh, and, and, you know, if they need to start, you're very comfortable with them starting. Um, then again, you, you go with what you know. And, and Jeff Weltman has been very, very big throughout his tenure of going with what you know, of sticking to the guys that got you there, sticking with the players that you trust, that you know are, are going to be, um, are going to be there and are going to be so, going to be solid for you. Um, you know, continuity has been a big thing for him throughout his tenure. Frustratingly so, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and, and, um, and, you know, again, Mo Wagner's not a bad player. Averaged 10 points per game last year, five and a half rebounds, roughly five and a half rebounds per game last year. He was solid. I, I don't have, a, I'm not upset about bringing Mo Wagner back. I would have only brought back one of Mo or Goga. Um, and again, if, if they think Goga Batadze can, can take that leap and be that defensive presence that they need, when Carter's out, then that's great. Uh, you know, Goga was really good to end last season. He definitely earned a spot in the league. Um, if, if you know, I'm just, I'm still a little, as far as the team trying to make the playoffs next year, this still concerns me. And it's going to be, continue to be a concern for me uh, for, for the whole season until it's proven otherwise. And certainly into next off season, I'm going to be banging that drum again. Even if Wendell Carter plays eight, even if Wendell Carter plays 75 games. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be banging that drum. It's like, hey, we need to cover ourselves. We need some protection on this. You know, they gotta they gotta address this 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 center issue that they have. Um, having said that, again, the Magic know what they're getting in Mo Wagner, and 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 a lot of it was honestly good. Um, you know, again, we're we're talking about leveling up, and so we do have to think about how do we improve certain parts of the lineup. And you know, Orlando spent so much of this offseason to shoring up their guard depth. What happened at the start of the season where they went 5-20 and 20 with no point guards on the floor, that's not happening again. Between Marco Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Anthony Black, the Magic have guys who can handle the ball uh, and, and play a traditional point guard point guard spot. You know, they're not going to try and form fit Franz or form fit Paolo into that role, though they'll take their turns running the offense too. Um, you know, they added a Joe Ingles who is really good at directing traffic and, and running pick and rolls to pass the ball and driving to pass the ball, which is something the Magic do not have a lot of. Um, that The Magic did a good job shoring up weaknesses and shoring up the reasons why they didn't make the play in last season. There's just things I think they could have anticipated. It was just very, some of it was just a little reactive um, uh, for my taste and especially with this specific signing. Again, I like Mo Wagner. I get why the Magic kept him. It fits what we know about Jeff Weltman. It fits what we know about this team and, and their philosophy in the offseason. I am curious if there was not something more this team could have done, but that's how it goes. That's the way this, this, uh, this run went. 
Um, and we're going to see, uh, we're going to see what the magic do next, because that is the bigger question. Now the off season's over. The roster is essentially set. What comes next for the Orlando magic? What are the goals? We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. So the Orlando Magic are done. There are now 16 players under contract, one two-way contract. So the Magic have two two-way contracts to fill, plus a roster decision to make. You can carry up to 20 players in the offseason. So there's actually no rush to figure out what you're going to do with Bowl Bowl. And, uh, you know, aside from the deadline that that they agreed to, um, there's no rush. And that's just clearing you of $2.2 million. Maybe you still pay him and say, hey, we're going to have a competition between him and Chumo KK for that last roster spot and we'll cut the one we don't we don't want. Um, I don't think that's a smart way to do money, but, you know, it's it's not my money, so what do I know? Um, the Magic's offseason's done, though. This team is essentially set. And, you know, we all post our depth charts, and, and, and all of us probably have a slightly different depth chart than everyone else. But the point of the, – the fact of the matter is the Magic – have exited this offseason certainly more talented and deeper than they than they entered it. Yes, the center situation is still the same. But the fact of the matter is, at every position, there are going to be players that a lot of people think should be playing that are not going to play. There are going to be times where Anthony Black and Jed Howard are out of the rotation. Because there are players ahead of them, veteran players, perhaps players that will help the team win more than a rookie would. And ultimately, that becomes the next question for this team. We're going to get to training camp. We're going to have these training camp battles. We're going to have training camp battles at every single position. The only three guys that are really locked into the, the starting spot, I mean, four guys are probably locked in the starting spots, but Paolo, Franz, and Wendell are the only ones that are really safe from any consideration for anything. Marco Fultz is probably your starting point guard, but Anthony Black's going to push him a little bit. Cole Anthony's going to push him a little bit. Jalen Suggs might push him a little bit. At shooting guard, Gary Harris and, and Jalen Suggs will be competing for starting spot. And then it's going to be Jet Howard, Anthony Black, and Cole Anthony fighting to play behind those guys and play behind Franz Wagner. Joe Ingles is going to be fighting to play behind Franz Wagner and maybe even play some four uh, behind Paolo Bancaro. Jonathan Isaac, if healthy, is going to be a big question mark. This is a deeper team. There are NBA caliber, NBA quality players deeper on this roster. I made this note to some friend to some friends on the on the Magic subreddit. The Magic aren't relying on their two way guys anymore. All due respect to Kevon Harris, he played fantastic. All due respect to the two guys the Magic are going to give two way contracts to as well. I suspect there will be centers. I think DJ Wilson has a really good chance of being a two way player. You know how much the Magic love um, veteran players with their two-way contracts. DJ Wilson's on the Magic Summer League team, Michigan guy. Um, would not surprise me if he's got an inside track at a two-way contract. Um, we'll see what Kai Soto can do. Uh, I am I am a little skeptical that he's playing for, any, for, for much more than a two-way contract, but everyone on that Summer League team is going to get a good hard look. And, and again, I think center is a weak spot for this team. Power forward, I think, is a little bit of a weak spot for this team. 
that's where I would fill my last two 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 way contracts with. I don't think you'll need a two way contract for Soto, but we'll 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 see how he looks and how he plays. At the end of the day, that's that's ultimately what's going to decide things for you in, in in the NBA in the NBA circles. This Magic team, though, is deeper with NBA talent and with NBA potential. Now, I think the biggest criticism of this offseason, and again, a fair criticism, because I I'm I'm with a lot of you on that. As, as well, I, I didn't think the Magic needed to make big moves. I wasn't expecting them to move Cole Anthony or Marco Fultz or Wendell Carter or any of those players. I think this was an opportunity to try and improve. And, to, you know, take a small risk to try and improve the roster. Like I said, backup center was an area where I thought the Magic could, could you needed to kind of push the issue a little bit and spend a little bit of money. And that did not come to pass. That did not happen. Orlando stuck with what they had, and it, that could be a little dicey. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of fans are looking around the league and saying there's all these teams doing big moves, but at the end of the day, the Magic are really running their own race here. The Magic are really working on their timeline and what they're trying to accomplish. At the end of the day, this season is about growth again. It's not about wins and losses quite yet. I, I, I know everyone hates me saying that winning and losing is a symptom of growth. So they're going to, the winning and losing, the wins are going to come just by the team getting better. But this season is about figuring out who can handle the pressure of a team trying to win, who can handle a little internal competition when the talent level on the roster rises up a little bit. And ultimately, if everything goes right, which players are up to snuff for the playoffs? Where are this team? Where are this team's true weaknesses at? Because only the playoffs are going to reveal all that. And that's what this season is about. To me, the magic, and I, th- I suspected this was how this offseason was going to go. To me, this offseason and this upcoming season were about giving these young players a chance to prove themselves. We believe Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are the future. They're pretty locked in. This season is about figuring out who else is coming along for the ride. Can Wendell Carter stand up for a full season and be a starting center on a playoff team? Can Markel Fultz continue his growth and his reclamation project and become a starting point guard for a playoff team? How does Cole Anthony fit into the puzzle? Can Jalen Suggs be a more consistent offensive option? Because... For a lot of these players, you know, Jonathan Isaac, can he just stay healthy enough to be on the floor? The question slowly becomes for a lot of these players, are you going to be part of this journey? Are you going to be part of this team when they're ready to compete and ready to be serious? And if not, what do the Magic need in their spots to take that next step? That's what this season is about. And the fact that the Magic have the ability to mix and match lineups, the fact that the Magic have players that they can rely on and should feel comfortable relying on, regardless of anything else. If there's an injury, if Cole Anthony has to miss time, Orlando has talented players that they should feel comfortable playing. If, you know, Franz misses a rare game, the Magic should feel comfortable with Joe Ingles and Anthony Black filling those, filling those minutes for a couple games, for a week or so. That's what the Magic have built this offseason. It's the ability that they should be 
you know, again, power forward injury, center injuries are the, the parts that scare me. But the Magic should be able to hold the ship steady. There should not be another 5-20 and 20 start. And if there's not another 5-20 and 20 start and this team gets better than we as we expected to, this individually gets better, and now with some shooting gets better as a team, then 29-28 and 28 feels very real and feels like something they can improve on. And if that's the case, this team is going to the playoffs. Next season is a prove-it year for a lot of players. And the Magic have created a, an ecosystem now where everyone can prove it. Where everyone's going to get a shot to prove it. And everyone, and, and no matter who's in or out of the lineup, they're going to have that opportunity. And this team will have that opportunity to get deep into the playoffs, get deep into the season, and get something done. At the end of the day, that's all the Magic needed to accomplish this offseason. And by adding an Anthony Black and a Jet Howard as rookies and adding a Joe Ingles as a veteran in that locker room and keeping Gary Harris and keeping Mo Wagner and keeping Goga Batadze, that's what the Magic have created. And now we will see in a couple months if they are up for that challenge. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. This is our Monday episode of Lockdown Magic. I'm taking Monday off because uh, I'm not taking Monday completely off, but I'm taking Monday off because it is my birthday and I'm going to celebrate that. But... We will be back with an Independence Day episode on Tuesday. Orlando Magic hold their first summer league practice on Monday, or they hold a summer league practice on Monday. I don't know if it's their first. We will give you what Anthony Black and Jed Howard have to say after their first forays into the NBA world. We'll get you that on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Magic and a bunch of great stuff coming up the rest of the week. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.